You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hello, and welcome to Ask a Clean Person, the podcast on ACAST. I'm Jolie Care a cleaning expert, advice columnist, and author of the New York Times bestselling book, My Boyfriend Barfed in My Handbag, and Other Things You Can't Ask Martha. You should send your questions about cleaning or anything else, really, to joliecare at gmail.com. Ashley Feinberg joins me today to talk about Hanukkah messes. Hi, Ashley. Hi. I had no idea your last name was pronounced care and not cur. <laughs> I've been saying it wrong for years. This is already very illuminating for me. It's an educational show, Ashley. Yeah, I'm already learning. Huh. Um, I am so excited that you're here. I like... I was like winging a prayer. Maybe Ashley will come on the show. And I emailed you and you wrote right back and you were like, yes, of course I'll come on the I'm show. I'm not doing anything. I- I'm happy to be here. <laughs> Good. Well, I'm going to make you come back often. <laughs> um, you guys, we we have like a, a pretty jam-packed Hanukkah episode this year with lots and lots of questions. I'm really excited about it. Ashley has told me that she has some questions of her own. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what I'm going to do is devote the bonus episode uh, to letting Ashley tell me uh, about the questions that she has. I, I know the subject of a few of them, and I think they're going to be really funny. But I definitely also just want to have you come back and like, yeah, we'll, I have. We'll do. A, we'll my do life a whole... is a mess. I would love to have someone yes. give me advice I on how it. to like fix myself. I listen. I'm I'm here for you, Ashley. I appreciate I am, that. I am here for you. She's been a life coach. Uh, <laughs> I mean, in a way, I kind of am a life coach. Like that's. I mean, yeah. it's closest. Yeah, it's the closest I have one to one. <laughs> um, before we get into it, I want to remind you guys that I offer bonus episodes and all sorts of other cool rewards to my premium subscribers. If you would like to help underwrite my show and listen to Chip Chat, why would you literally not want to be listening to Chip Chat? It is hilarious and as i said today ash is going to ask me some questions of her own i think one of them involves a mouse it absolutely well, it could be i don't i don't know if it's dead yet but we'll, mm. we'll oh even <laughs> better yeah love vermin <laughs> i love to talk about vermin when i'm eating potato chips mm-hmm. <laughs> um you guys can become an ask a clean person the podcast patron if you want to do that go to patreon.com slash ask a clean person to help support my show uh as i said today is the hanukkah episode this is always such a fun episode for me um I grew up for for those of you guys who who don't who don't know a lot about my background. Um, I grew up nominally Catholic, totally not practicing. These days, I'm a I'm a light witch, um, but I grew up um, with a lot of Jewish classmates in my grammar school. And one of like the big things on the first day of school was checking the class list to see if you were in Josh Moss's class because if you were in Josh Moss's class, that meant that come Hanukkah time, Josh's Mother and aunt would come into the classroom with one of those plug-in electric fl- fryers, and they would make mm-hmm. lockies and tell us the story of Hanukkah. Yeah, I was gonna say Josh Moss sounds like 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 a Jew. Yes, sure. yeah, <laughs> very definitely. Uh-huh. Um, so I grew up with that for I was I was lucky enough to be in Josh Moss's class from like first through fourth grade. So I got like four wow. four solid years of of lockies. So I grew up with that. Um, and then when I came to college, I went to Barnard College, which is the women's college of Columbia and mm-hmm. it has a very, very heavy Jewish population. So like I, this has just been like Hanukkah and the high holy days and all this has been just a huge part of my life. It's just something that like, even though I'm not Jewish, 
I I know a lot about. Which is can be Jewish. And uh, yeah, this is true. Mm-hmm. This is true. Um, and I know how messy Hanukkah can be, <laughs> <laughs> and I like the messes of Hanukkah because they're kind of they're like. The wax messes are really fun and unique, and then the oil messes uh-huh. are not so unique, but they're very, very delicious. And hot. Uh, and hot, yes. Um, so let us get right into uh, our, our, our festival of, of light cleaning um, with a bunch of questions about menorah wax. Um, I'm going to have you, Ashley, read the first two together. Okay. The first is from Kim. The second is from Eve. Oh, well, sure. They came out in honor. All right. Uh, Kim Alexander asks via Twitter the same question I have every year how do I get the old wax off m- my menorah it's like a surprise every December how on earth did that, did that get there <laughs> and Eve Andrews asks how do you remove wax from your mom's vintage lace mantle c- cover exclamation point yes that is not a question mark um, alright so uh, let us talk about generally the, the approach to cleaning wax is you're either going to take you're either going to do one of two things you're either going to go hot or you can go cold. Yeah, when I was little, uh, I don't know if I was cleaning it so much as just being a pyromaniac. But I would, <laughs> uh, like, when no one was watching, I would, like, get a lighter and just, like, try to melt all the wax onto the floor, which is kind of productive, but it worked. Okay. Uh, as someone who also is currently working on an article about holiday safety, don't <laughs> do that. <laughs> don't light the house on fire, you guys. Did I think like... goal, I I burned myself a lot, but uh, that was a... Uh... Don't light yourself or your house on fire. <laughs> It was fun, though. Uh, yeah. Uh, blowtorch is certainly one method. No, oh, don't use good. a blowtorch for it. <laughs> no. um, but really, when you're talking about wax, you, you, can either, you can either heat it up so that it gets back to its melting point and you can wipe it away, or you can freeze it. What freezing does is it causes the wax to contract mm. such that you can then basically pop it off of whatever you've got it on. You just put the menorah in the freezer? Yeah. So when you're talking about getting menorah wax off a of menorah, um, you can... Stick the thing in the freezer and just pop off all of the wax. Oh, that sounds fun. This It would be fun. The thing is, though, is that that is going to be a better approach for smaller menorahs mm-hmm. and also less less intricate ones. So mm-hmm. if you've got one of the, the very intricate carved metal ones, it's going to be a real pain to try to pop all of the wax off of the, the carvings mm-hmm. and the etchings. But if you've got a sort of more modern style, like if you've got one of those ones that's like the ceramic block, yeah. like I'm thinking of the like Jonathan Adler. I, I would be <laughs> thinking of the Jonathan Adler style menorahs. Um, those are great. You can just pop that right in the freezer and it's just going to like you can pop it off with a fingernail. Side oh, of that sounds spoon, so satisfying. Butter knife. Yeah. Very satisfying. Um, this is actually a thing. So I mentioned I was a late witch. Most of <laughs> most of my um, my practice ro- revolves around um, candle magic and so uh, there's wax. What just, sort of magic? Just, you know, light cursing of people. We'll, <laughs> we'll talk about that off mic, Ashley. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, there's like just always like wax everywhere. Like I've always got like wax on like an altar cloth or on a like candle holder or I like have like coasters and stuff that I use to like mm-hmm. catch the drips. And So there's just always something bewaxed in my freezer at all times. Like <laughs> if you open my freezer, it's like coffee ice for my chardonnay which which wax i i you know ice packs for my for the bags under my eyes for when i'm hungover <laughs> from the ice in my chardonnay and just witch wax yeah, yeah yeah that's really the contents of my freezer um so that's one way to go the other way to go that's probably going to be better for most of your menorahs is the heat method and there are actually a couple of different things that you can do for this when it comes to menorahs probably the best thing to do is to blow dry it off 
Mm. Yes. Blow dry it off. This is also another thing that I do often on my own life because I do have wax everywhere. I just like <laughs> turn the turn the hairdryer on like the top of my dresser where the wax is, melt it, and take some paper towels and wipe it up. That's very easy. That is probably going to be the most realistic thing for those more intricate um, menorahs that you find. One thing to be aware of, however, and it's it's facile until you just don't think of it, which is what I'm here to do. I'm here to think of things so <laughs> you don't have to. Is that if you turn a hairdryer on something metal, it it's going to get hot. So don't grab it with your hands because you could burn yourself. Um, obviously, that's a little bit less of a concern if you've got a ceramic or wood or glass menorah. You know, I know menorahs come in just like all different yeah. materials. Um, I'm sure like in Brooklyn, there's some like, you know, that are made of like mustache hair that are very hip. Um, I mean, that would be fun to get lit on fire also that but. would definitely get lit on fire i would not suggest a hair menorah actually i don't think that would be safe well it would be a big safety hazard it depends uh, how you treated the hair <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a challenge <laughs> all right ashley <laughs> listen i know your boss if you burn yourself down he's gonna be real mad at me <laughs> like, i don't want to be on his bad side i've seen what happens to people who get on his bad it'll side. be a good blog post he'll be fine <laughs> he will be happy with the blog post yeah. actually um Okay, so one other thing to say, um, that if this comes up every year, and this, this came up last year. If you guys listened to last year's Hanukkah episode with Josh Gondelman, he and I did this, had this whole bit going um, about Esther and Marty, the, the couple from coastal Maine who were the lobster people. Um, one thing that you can do to menorahs to get wax off is you can boil them. This is, huh. is, however, not the most realistic thing. Is that thing. kosher? Are you allowed to do that? <laughs> I feel, I feel no, like, you tell me, Ashley. I feel like a rabbi would frown on that for some reason, but I can't figure, like decide why. I think it's kosher, actually. I mean, it's as, long boil- as, as long as it's not like pig fat, you're, bo- you're boiling it in, I guess. Yeah, I think it's okay. Um, <laughs> it, the, the issue with this is that in the, in the place where the bit about the, the Jewish coastal lobster people in Maine... Um, came from is that like you'd have to use a lobster pot to find something big enough to fit your menorah in. so i don't really think boiling is the greatest thing what you could do however is you could set the menorah into your sink um and blast it with very hot water if you have a hose attachment on your sink Mm -hmm. um that's probably the best way to do it is just to to turn the hot hot water on very very hot and just blast the thing is there any scenario where fire is the ideal method uh the blowtorch uh you could certainly blowtorch it i really would not suggest that though i mean no i don't i i don't think it's the best idea to take um to take a lighter and like it it works but right but you're gonna burn your hand it's gonna take a long time like the hair dryer well, the, the, the long the time hair- was part of the appeal was that <laughs> i could just like sit there with the lighter forever <laughs> i mean i know that there were better things going on in dallas in your youth ashley <laughs> you would think that it really, really was this is like a highlight of the year <laughs> all right let's talk about the um the lace the lace doily the, yes. the mantle cloth um because really the same the same kind of things apply that you can either apply cold or you can apply heat to it. Um, so certainly if it's a small textile, you can pop it into the freezer and have the stuff freeze off. The problem is that if it's lace or like a you know crochet mm-hmm. doily, getting it out of the little individual holes is probably going to be destroyed almost yeah and almost impossible. It's be mm-hmm. really really frustrating. Um, so I wouldn't necessarily recommend going that route. What I would suggest doing is the the other way that you apply heat to wax stains, which is really best when you're talking about textiles, um, and this includes, you know, carpeting, upholstered furniture, um, you know, whatever whatever kind of textiles you might have gotten wax onto, which is taking an iron and a piece of brown paper, like 
Hmm. Brown brown paper bag Why from brown? Trader Joe's. Just you just need that like that kind of absorbent paper stuff. Is brown paper more, more absorbent? Yeah. Huh. It is. Indeed. Well. Yeah. Um, two things I've learned. Yeah, there you go. Um, but you know what I'm talking about when I say the brown paper, like the the whole yeah, foods yeah, and Trader yeah. Joe's bags, or like that kind of brown paper, yeah, or yeah, like yeah. not like instructor paper. Yeah, or like the um the the like the brown paper that you tie packages up in string at this time of year with. And you know, yes, yes, there's a whole song about it. In fact, um, so what you're gonna do with this method is you're gonna put the paper in between the wax and the iron. Mm-hmm. You're gonna turn the iron on low. Start with it on its lowest setting. If you need to adjust it up because the wax isn't melting enough, you can adjust it up sort of notch by notch. But really, you don't want to ha- apply super high heat to this process. So you're going to put the iron down on the paper, which is on top of the wax. You're just going to let it sit there for like mm, 30 seconds to a minute. Um, and then you're going to check it. And what the brown paper does is it absorbs the wax up oh, wow. into it. Yeah. I want to drip wax now on you the want, yeah, carpet no, no. to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, we can have a whole like little like arts and crafts corner, Ashley. Yeah, it sounds we, great. Honestly, bring all of my all of my heated tools into you. How do you <laughs> feel about power tools? I mean, they seem super fun. I uh, this is I I was hanging my own curtain with the drill for the first time, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm I, sure that was safe. It, I well, there's there's like 25 holes like around where the curtain <laughs> is, but I figured it out eventually. And uh, yeah, I don't mind the holes. It's 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 like a a memory of my my learning process. Yeah. So, very positive way of looking at it. To answer your question, I am not good with, with power tools, but I love them. Okay, good. I'm, that's that's actually the answer I'm hoping <laughs> for. We're going to talk about some power tools down the line. I lo- I'm obsessed with power tools. <laughs> obsessed. The um, our 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 old pals Ashley at Jalopnik made the mistake of letting me buy an expense a an orbital buffer. Ooh, and I have no idea what that ago. is, but it sounds fun. Oh, it's like the best thing in the world. I love this thing. <laughs> but that is a whole other episode. Um, all right, back to our our uh, our brown paper and our mm-hmm. iron. So you're gonna you're gonna check it. The um, the wax will be absorbed up into that brown paper. And what you'll do is, if it's like a big big patch of wax, you might have to just rotate the paper to clean mm-hmm. spots to keep absorbing the wax. Um, but that'll pull it right up. So that's probably going to be the best thing to do in in Eve's case with the the lace doily. One other thing you can do, and I, I've actually had to do this in my own life because I, I had like I had like a crazy spill a few years ago in my apartment where like I was leaning over something that was on wheels and it slipped and like my whole body just went flying. <laughs> and I had I had a bruise the size of Texas, Ashley. Like you cannot even imagine. On your I, entire my body? Whole, the whole left side of my body was just like. That's amazing. It was just incredible. And I love bruises. I'm like really. Yeah, I was going to say, it seems <laughs> super fun to like show off. I was like, look at my bruise, <laughs> man. It's so cool. People were like, why are you like this, Jolie? <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but I've monetized it well. Um, and in the course of doing it, I knocked over a candle that flew, thank God, flew backwards away from me. Uh-huh. Um, but all of the wax splattered on a set of woven curtains that I had. It's just like and a great I, like slapstick uh, it, scene. It, it really was. Um, I As soon as I recovered from like the initial fear of like, uh-huh. oh, my God, I just knocked out all my teeth. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like I was like, oh, that was actually pretty impressive. I'm sorry there wasn't anyone here to witness it. Um, <laughs> but well, here's what I did. Uh-huh. I threw the curtains in the washing machine with hot water and that was it. And it came, all the wax came out. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So because what we're talking about in this instance is something that's very delicate, what I would say is, um, don't do this if you have a top loading machine that has a center agitator because, uh, it's, it's just too likely that the, um, the, the, 
doily. I'm just calling it doily. I think you guys all know what I mean when I say that. Yeah. Um, I guess she called it a mantle cover. The mantle cover could get shredded by that. But if you have um, a, a front loader that doesn't have a central agitator, just use the delicate cycle. Um, you know, put it in there with other delicate things. Maybe consider putting it in one of those mesh washing bags to protect it just so it doesn't get torn up on anything huh. else. Um, but just wash it on hot water and then air dry it. And I think all the wax will come out because I had good good luck with that. Why, with the, why uh, air dry? Because uh, the heat from a dryer will, will like shrink things. The hot hot water is less of a shrinking huh. concern. Um, also, when you're talking about vintage textiles, you just want to be yeah. as gentle with them as possible. Um, I am going to talk about another product in the second segment um, that's really, really, really great on vintage textiles, too. Because um, that's something that I spend a lot of time thinking about in this <laughs> line of work. If you can believe it. Um, all right. We do have a few more. Um, or we have one more menorah wax question from Claire that I'm going to have Ashley read. Let's see. Claire says, is there any way to prevent menorah wax buildup in the first place? Yes. Ashley, you're going to love this one. I Ashley, it's you're going to. It's fire. Yes, it I is. I knew it. Um, <laughs> I want. I'm, here's, my, here's my secret dream. <clears throat> my secret dream is that you're going to leave the studio tonight and mm-hmm. you're going to call your mom and you're going to be like, Mom, I learned the coolest thing today. And she's going to be like so excited. And then there's going to be a voicemail from your mom that you're going to put on Twitter <laughs> talking about how excited she is about this thing that you and she learned today. This I can't is wait. My, my secret hope. I love your mom's voicemail. They like, <laughs> they like warm the cockles of my heart. Um, okay, so here's what it is it's so weird and great. I love it. Spray the menorah with Pam. Really? Yeah. Um, huh. So, like, if you think about, like, the function of, of cooking spray, like, Pam, I mean, it can be any cooking spray, really. Um, but the the function of those is to create a barrier between the the thing and the thing you're heating on the thing, right? Uh-huh. So, like, your baking pan and your cake. Um, is it just making it easier to peel off or is it just, like, slide? A lot of times it'll just, like, slide right off. But huh. also it'll make it easier just to, like, take it. It'll just come off. Like, you won't even have to do the freezing thing. Oh, God. I want to so, light yeah. so many candles now. Oh, my God. Actually... <laughs> such a monster i haven't even <laughs> i haven't brought you on for an episode where we're talking about the heavy chemicals i work with like <laughs> it just it all just feels like like when you like uh pour glue all over your hands to like peel off it feels yes. like that sort of satisfying thing <laughs> as, as one does every day too. yes i, I yeah. mean i start my morning it's like i consider it like a paraffin treatment mm, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not awake until i'm peeling glue off my hands <laughs> i'm not ready to blog until <laughs> my fingers are all glued up <laughs> Um, so yeah, so Pam, that's really the easiest thing to do. The other thing you can do if you don't have Pam around, um, is you can just put a little bit of any kind of cooking oil, olive oil, canola oil, whatever you got, uh, coconut oil. I would not use pig fat. <laughs> I would not be For kosher. The, oh, I, I, oh, I thought you were say because it like burns up, but that too. But it, it um, smelled great. Yeah. Um, just put a little bit on, um, on a paper towel and, and rub it all over oh, the like margarine. Like, yeah, like you're buttering a baking dish. No, but could you use margarine? Mm, you could. It might go rancid. Uh, I mean, like it's only eight days. Yeah, only eight days. Re-butter it every day. I mean, okay. Uh, yeah, so I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to move right on. <laughs> I'm not going to spend too much time contemplating all of the ways in, in which Ashley's ideas can go wrong. I'm just saying the only thing I had that I think would be useful would be margarine. Not that I light a menorah, but if I did. You don't have any cooking oil in the house? I mean, Maybe. I feel like you probably I do. I have some cupboards I haven't opened in a while, but... Yeah, I mean... It's like not... eggs? Yeah. Eggs or margarine? Yeah. You could use margarine. I wouldn't. Yeah, I'm probably not going to, but I don't think case. you're going to. But then the thing is, you don't want to do this because you, you like the picking off process. Oh, yeah. No, so... I, 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 I want more wax to stick. Yeah. 
So that that would that would like defeat the purpose. Uh, one thing really important you guys do not use. I know you guys know I love, love, love WD-40 for like everything in the world. Don't use it on your menorahs though because WD-40 is flammable. Ooh. So you don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't do that. Uh, I'm 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 really trying to get you guys to not burn your houses down this <laughs> holiday season. It's like, even though I hate the holidays and it's kind of my thing. Uh, I don't actually want you guys to die. So don't burn the house down. Um, Heartwarming. Yeah, I know. I Listen, I, I really try to be tenderhearted. <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, on that note, this is a good time for us to take a quick break. Ashley and I will be right back with more about your Hanukkah woes and various ways in which Ashley is going to kill herself this holiday season. <laughs> <laughs> this is Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome back to Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. I'm Jolie Care, and I'm joined by Ashley Feinberg. We're talking about Hanukkah. We are. And, and hidden dangers around every corner. And fire, fire, and fire, and fire, 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 fire. <laughs> I actually like have always had a pretty deep fear of fire. Really? Yeah. That is how we differ. Right <laughs> Apparently <there>. so. <laughs> um, well, I grew up in one of those um, in one of those homes where, um, par- partly because of her profession and partly because of how she was raised, my mother could flag any potential danger in any potential situation. Mm-hmm. So like everything was, was just like about to jump out of the wall and kill me. Like, Angelique, <laughs> get away from that Coca-Cola machine. It's not secured properly. Like, you know, I mean, which really uh, hurt all the time. Oh no. Um, well, Cause I have two older siblings. Don't I- ever shake a, <laughs> a vending machine. Don't ever shake a vending machine. You guys it will topple on you and oh, you will die. You will, be, you will be crushed to death by, by Cheetos and those horrible chiclet gummy things yeah don't do it uh no no because i had two older siblings and i'm like six years or six and eight years younger so i was left to my own devices constantly oh yeah so oh this explains so yeah much. yeah so I had, I had lots of time to experiment with what was fun yeah i'm unsupervised ashley over here yeah, yeah, yeah i was i'm an only uh and i was incredibly supervised uh and now i'm terrified of everything uh, it actually is not a bad, I have to say, not a bad quality in this line of work because I do, you know, as I said, I pedal mm-hmm. in a lot of like dangerous chemicals. I mean, you seem generally um, more well adjusted than me, so I think it's worked out. <laughs> it's all a lie, Ashley. <laughs> I'm absolutely not well adjusted. Uh, I'm great at faking it. Um, all all right. that matters. Speaking of horrible accidents that can happen, we have now come to the Lockheed Frying segment. Uh, Lockheed Frying is. Indeed, very dangerous. It is also very messy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have lots and lots of questions. Some of these were so weird. I was <laughs> like, I love you guys. I'm excited. So much, you weirdos. Um, okay, so the first one actually was from Eve. She had another question 
Um, and then there was a um, Aaron had an addendum. So I'll have you read those Great. two together. All right. Let's see. Eve says, how do you make sure your modest sized apartment doesn't smell like a deep fryer when guests come over for latkes? And Aaron adds, I would like an addendum. When you have one tiny kitchen window or none, no exhaust fan and no kitchen door or living room door. Yes, I have I've helped for that. So actually, the first thing I want to say about it is that um, eliminating cooking smells while you're cooking is pretty impossible. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, that's just the nature. I can like of- smell it now just thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, the other thing I would say, you know, as, as someone who has, has frequently been a guest uh, in, in Lucky Frying Homes, um, is that I wouldn't worry about it so much. It's a delicious smell and it's mm-hmm. very festive. And um, that that is part of the experience of, you know, not just the Hanukkah meals, but most of our holiday meals that we have. You know, you, you think about <clears throat> coming into a home um, where Thanksgiving dinner is being made and you, and you can smell the turkey and the stuffing going. And, um, you know, for people who celebrate Christmas, you know, you come into the home and you smell all kinds of smells, you know, the Christmas tree and, and maybe some orange and clove and maybe, you know, a, a, a roast beef in the oven. We have roast beef on Christmas mm-hmm. in my family. Um, and that's part of the holiday. So I, I wouldn't I wouldn't kill yourselves so much to have a neutral smelling home when you're cooking a holiday meal in that home right. and having people over. Um, with that said, there are some th- simple things you can do to sort of cut back um, on the smell being very overwhelming and to encourage the smell to leave post cooking. <laughs> um which the first one, I mean, it's incredibly facile, but like, again, I'm here to tell you these things so you don't have to think of them. Um, open the windows, turn on the vent fan if you have a, you know, a vent uh-huh. hood um, with a fan. Does it actually do anything? I, I, I turn it on all the time, but I, I don't know that it's actually like working. It it does. Um, it, I think the thing is, is that in our shitty New York apartments, mm-hmm. they don't work that well. Yeah. Um, but if you if you actually have like, you know, a proper kitchen um, and not a kitchen on a wall like I have. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the noise is comforting. It, it sounds yeah. like it's doing something, it's, which is all I really need. Yeah, but. It's, it's, it's psychological. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I find my vent my vent fan works, um, but a lot of it really is kind of that psychological comfort. But I know, I know that it works because every once in a while, oh, God, I had an incident like a few years ago. I made a cranberry upside-down cake, and mm. I used the wrong cake pan, um, which I, just so you guys know, bad things happen to me. Um, and the cranberry like started spilling down onto the floor of my oven and it burned. So the whole house just like smelled like smoke. Um, and I, so obviously, you know, I turned the, turned uh-huh. the vent fan on. Um, and I did notice that it was helping to remove the smoke. Cause like you could see the smoke, obviously. But, like where's it, where, where's it taking the smoke? There's an exhaust. Huh? Yeah. Um, and so for me, I live on the top floor, so it's probably just taking yeah. it right up to the roof. Um, but yeah, they do work. The other thing is if you don't have a vent or you're like me and Ashley and you don't have a particularly good vent, uh-huh. um, you can get plug-in vents. Hmm. Um, another thing before you even go to like that, that stage of thing is using a standing fan or, or just like a wall plug-in. There, there are fans that you can get that are plug-in and flush mounted against the wall. Um, they're very small. Um, and those are great. Like I used to recommend those a lot for um, for bathrooms for like, you know, how in New York, there are a lot of bathrooms that don't have any ventilation at all. Yes. Like there's no window and there's no fan or anything mm-hmm. like that. And there's no room for anything. Yeah. 
I used to recommend those little plug-in fans for that for those kinds of people. My concern about that is like my smoke alarm will like go off if like I like breathe incorrectly. So like I'm like, is like how do you how how do you like stop that from like wafting over to the? Yeah, I mean the thing is is that the circulation, especially if you have the window open, is actually going to help to keep the air moving mm-hmm. so that it doesn't set off the smoke alarm. Um, but yeah, I mean it's kind of one of those things like. Don't disable the smoke detector. I, oh, I, I do a lot. Don't <laughs> do that. The, the pyromaniac over here is like, oh, the smoke detector. <laughs> if I'm there and I can see the fire, why I'm, do you need it? Excuse me. I'm going to break into your apartment and just install smoke detectors in places where you can't find them. That's probably good, honestly. Like, I, I don't have self-control not to do it. So if someone could just do it for me where I can't find it, that would be great. I'm probably also just going to like wallpaper the walls with bubble wrap just to keep Ashley safe. Like, I'd you're also, a national treasure, Ashley. We can't lose you. I would love to have bubble wrap walls, honestly. All this sounds great to me. You would just be popping it all the live long, right? Like, yeah, everything sounds so satisfying. <laughs> yeah, well, listen, we'll make it happen. I'll bring the power tools over. We'll have a whole day of it. Perfect. Um. So, yeah, so the, the plug-in wall-mounted fans um, are really great. There are also plug-in wall-mounted or small-unit air purifiers. Now, just, like, here's a quick sidebar about air purifiers. Air purifiers don't aren't really designed to take odors out of the air. Um, some of them do, but most of them don't. Like, if you think that you're just going to, like, turn an air purifier on and, like, the smell of someone having smoked a cigarette in your apartment is going to go away, that's just <laughs> not how they work. Like, they, do they start- work? They, they do work, but they serve a different function, and their their function is really much more around allergens. Mm. Um, so they really are critical for people who have serious allergies. Um, but they're not like they don't they don't suck in bad smelling air and spit out good smelling air. That's kind of not their function. Air, air purifiers are one of the things where I have no evidence for this or any information to back it up, but in my heart, I believe they're scams. I completely understand that stance. Mm-hmm. I know too much. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, full, full, <laughs> full stop, you guys. <laughs> I'd like to be put out of my misery now. <laughs> I know too much. Um, but yeah, I kind of feel the same way too. And part of the reason that I feel that way is because they don't take in bad smelling air and spit out good smelling air. And noise. I feel like that's what they're supposed to do. They're air mm-hmm. purifiers. Like the, your whole function, purify. Yeah. Um, but that isn't really kind of the way they work. Um, with that said, they're, they're, they, will, they will help over time. Um, and there's some inexpensive ones that you can find that again are kind of the ones that like you just plug in right to the wall um there's a brand called holmes and there's a brand i can't even read my handwriting um bio oh bio and new that's what it is uh b-i-o-a-n-u-e that that's, why I, that's why i couldn't read it because it's a word that doesn't make <laughs> sense a new um those are uh those retail for like 30 35 bucks on amazon um and those are ionic air purifiers um, a few other odor eliminators that will work. Now, they're not going to take the smell immediately out of the air. But over the course of 12, 24, 48 hours, they will remove that cooking smell from your air. And, and they don't really require anything of you. Um, our canister style odor eliminators, the one that I really, really love is called the Bad Air Sponge. Ooh, that's, I, I, like I knew you would like that. Yeah. <laughs> Straight to the point. <laughs> and it's the other thing is... Well, now I'm worried. Don't eat it, Ashley. Uh, <laughs> well, now I want to. I did it before. It's really weird. It's like Smurf blue. Like, it's almost like, do you know what Oobleck is? I have, I, no, I'm not even remotely. Okay. Um, I actually, like, side sidebar, um, Ashley's current editor, Tommy Craggs, was my old editor. And years ago, I was writing something, and I, like, 
I like texted him. I'm like, do you know what Ublek is? And he's like, no. And I was like, okay, I just needed a temperature check on whether like everyone knew what that was or no one knew what that was. Ublek. So it comes from a Dr. Seuss book. I forget what, I think it might be Horton Hears a Who. Um, But it's it's a non-Newtonian substance. um, Oh, but it's it's not real? No, it's real. Okay. Um, Dr. Seuss just called it Ublek. Um, But like, it's it's just a okay. non it's a non Newtonian substance that you make out of water and cornstarch, or sometimes you make it out of like water, cornstarch, and glue. Is it not black? No, it's it's white, and then you add food coloring to it. Uh-huh. Ooh, black. O o b l e c k. You can Google it. Yeah, well, you and I will have yeah. obviously have to make some ooblack. <laughs> I feel like you'll really like it because the glue it, thing it sounds like, like like play. Like I want to play with play now. It's not. It's like um. It's slime, basically. Ooh, that sounds even better. Yeah, it's slime, but it has this, because it's non-Newtonian, it has this, like, really, really, really cool, weird consistency mm. to it. Um, welcome to ask a non-Newtonian person. Oh, is, 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 is it like, like that, like, uh, kinetic sand stuff? A, li- a little bit. Like, it's it's kind that's, of, it's really old That's thing. the good shit if it's, you really want to get, like, down and dirty. I do. Yeah. All right, well, we'll talk about that. <laughs> um... So anyway, yeah, the batter sponge is just kind of, it's just like weird. I don't know. It's just a whole weird thing, and it's very delightful. The other things that are very good, and they're very easy to find, are the gel-style odor eliminators. They come in a canister. Mm-hmm. You can find those and anywhere. Grocery store, hardware store, any big box store, um, drug store. Was, there was one other one I was going to say. I can't remember. Anyway, they're, they're like everywhere. Stores in general. Stores. Stores <laughs> carry these things. Um, and those are very good. One good spray option, I know you guys hear me talk about this all the time, um, but, you know, I don't really love most air fresheners because they really just sort of mask the odor. So you end up with like lavender smelling, locky, greasy air, right? Which does not sound <laughs> But if you pair pleasant. it with an odor eliminator. <laughs> um, but one that is really, really good is Ozium. So, yeah, that's a spray. Hmm. Why, um, why is that one good? It's it's just like all the best of them. It's actually one that eliminates odors instead of masking them. Hmm. Yeah, it's good stuff. I learned about it like years ago researching. Oh, God, I know exactly the post. I'll tell you off mic what, <laughs> what the post was. Um, but I ended up on a pot smoker enthusiast forum. <laughs> uh-huh. and, By accident. Uh, I don't know how I got there. I, it's just, it was just in my line of work. Uh, I end up in... Probably second only to you, the weirdest places on the internet uh-huh. in the course of doing my job. Like, mm-hmm. I have gone to some weird fucking places. Speaking of forums, I was on a sneeze fetish forum last night. Get out. It was great. You would love it, actually. I would absolutely love mm-hmm. it. I Tell me where it was. Point me to it. I gladly. The best one um, was when I was trying to suss out the right product to use for eliminating silicone lubricant stains from sheets. Nice. That took me to some dark places. Yeah. That <laughs> I was, can imagine. That was very fun. The sneeze fetish um, probably would also uh, do well with that too. They could but... probably use my help. Yeah. I know exactly what they need, actually. They need an enzymatic cleaning product. No, they yes. want to sneeze more. Oh, they want to sneeze more. Oh, I could, I could help. Well, they want to watch other people sneeze, but. Okay. No. <laughs> before, before you completely derail me. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, okay. So those are your, those are your, your gr- greasy smell in the home options for you and we have some other uh problems with grease uh let's see where we were uh oh tess had a really good one all right let's see tess says how do you not get oil everywhere when frying latkes yeah easy um this is actually like a little bit less of a cleaning question and more of a 
ask a person who cooks question. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to get a, a pan screen, a splatter guard. Ooh. Yeah. They're like, they're cool. They kind of look like tennis rackets. They have like a long handle. Um, and then it's just a mesh, a flat mesh circular screen that you put down on the top of the pan. Mm-hmm. So you heat your oil up, put the screen down when you're heating the Can oil up. Can they get up. through the mesh though? Um, it, it doesn't, it doesn't totally take away the grease splatters, but it does cut way, way, way down. That sounds so much better than my method of just standing as far back as possible while trying to stretch towards the pan. Yeah, no. And they, and it definitely will help with the, the effect of having it come yeah. back at you. Um, they really do help. It's pretty fine mesh. Um, so you need to get one of those. They're cheap. You can find them at any, any place where you buy any kind of like cookware. Amazon will have them. They're, they're very, very common. The other thing just to mention is like, even with that, you're going to get the oil everywhere because you have to pick the screen up to put the mm-hmm. luckies in and then you have to pick the screens up to flip them and then you have to pick the screen up to take them out. Um, I've done a lot about, um, you know, cleaning greasy cooktops and all that stuff. So it's out there, but just really quickly, um, the first step to do when you're cleaning a greasy cooktop, once it's cool enough to, to work with, um, is just to wipe it all down with dry paper towels and then go in with a degreasing product. Um, Citrusolve is a great one. Zep Citrus Degreaser is another great one. You guys know I love straight ammonia. Um, that's my favorite. Just like pure ammonia? Pure ammonia. You dilute it with water. Oh, um, so it's not not just like... like- it's di- di- diluted. You dilute it with water. Yeah. I was just imagining pouring like a, like a thing of ammonia just like on. The Ashley. <laughs> well, that, I thought I know. Okay, I Ashley. That's the impression I was under, <laughs> so I was confused why you would do that. No, but I know you're, you don't. I feel much better. You're not allowed to work with ammonia. <laughs> I'm not. You guys, sidebar. So Ashley can't hear this. You all know the rule about bleach and ammonia, but don't tell Ashley because well, so- she'll, she'll want to try it. Oh, you don't put it together? No, you can't mix them together. What happens? Ashley, don't make me tell. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I, I, I don't have either of those things, so I couldn't if I wanted to. Okay, good. This is good. Yeah. Um, if, if you combine the two, it makes mustard gas. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> this is why I didn't want to tell you. You guys, I used to. Why, 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 why do they let you to sell that? That's too so dangerous. <laughs> Shit. Shit. <laughs> Huh. You guys, her face lit up. I hate that this is a podcast. You can't see her face. I have so much research to She's do now. So Shit. I'm, okay, I'm going to. I, don't know. I mean, the good thing is, like, it takes me a lot to, like, actually go and buy the thing, so... I'm going to have to hire you, like, a home security guard. <laughs> okay, yes, that's good. Yeah. All right, in the meantime, I'm going to hire you a home security guard. I would also love that. And um, I'm going to outfit your your apartment with fire extinguishers and many, many smoke detectors that you can't find and disable. Sounds like a nightmare, yeah, the smoke detectors. All righty, so we have uh, another um, very quick and quite frankly incredible uh <laughs> question about uh the grease the grease smell from um from Lockies. this is lauren larson all right lauren asks how do you make grease smell go away last time i drank in earnest i put a lot in my purse and forgot it's <laughs> a good question i've been saving that i want to know how long she forgot about it for now I don't know, but she asked me this question. So this is, we're recording at the end of November. Mm -hmm. Um, She asked me this question about two months ago. (laughs) Maybe it's still there. So I'm guessing (laughs) that it was that she put it in her purse last Hanukkah and finally got around to handling it in September. Also, under what circumstances do you put a single lock in your purse? I can, I can, as a person, <laughs> as a person who drinks heavily. <laughs> and, oh, I, I forgot she was drinking. Never and, mind. And loves latkes. <laughs> I can see that now. I can understand that. Mm-hmm. Um, so pretty easy. I, she didn't say what, 
uh, the purse was made out of. So I don't know if it was fabric or leather. If it was fabric, you can just machine wash it with Dr. Bronner's, which is our our our, our super, super magic odor is that, killer. Is that the best uh, detergent? It's the best detergent for weird odors. Um, and I discovered it years ago. Someone had gotten, had spilled gasoline on their pants. And <laughs> as one does. As one does. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I forget, like, if I had suggested or if she had tried it, like, whatever it was, it was, like, someone who basically did some field research for me and was, like, this is the weirdest thing. Mm -hmm. Dr. Bronner's, of all the stuff I tried, was the thing that got gasoline smell out. And so then over the years, I've recommended it for all kinds of, like, incredibly weird, stubborn odors that people can't get out with, like, regular laundering and laundry detergent. Mm -hmm. And it works. It's it's worked on everything. Good to know. Yeah. So Dr. Bronner's is the thing for smells. would not work on. I mean, maybe not, maybe nothing. It's, I mean, Dr. Brunner's is made of magic. Like, um, so yeah, so if it's launderable bag, wash it with Dr. Brunner's. If it's not, you're going to take a page out of the, my literal book. You're going to take a page out of the book of the girl who had, whose boyfriend barfed in her handbag. And you are going to use a shoe deodorizing spray like Dr. Scholl's Odorex. Hmm. Yeah. That'll do it. Just blast the bag. Does that not cover it? It's like, it gets rid of it. Gets rid of it. How? It's because they're odor eliminators. They're designed. What do odor eliminators do? They're basically designed. So, oh God, (laughs) we don't have time to get into the science of smells. Let's sidebar that for the next time. You lied to me, and I would be just (laughs) as happy with that. I'm not going to lie to you. Let's sidebar that, and the next time you come back, I'll get into the science of smells and how they work. I'm going to forget as soon as I leave here, but I'll try to remember. (laughs) I'll remember. I have a memory like a trap. Um, all right. The other thing is we still have two more questions um, and I want to make sure we get to them because they're, they're really funny ones. Um, so actually I'll have you read uh, the last two together and I'll, right. and I'll answer them. All right. A uh, long time from long time Baker fan. Uh, <laughs> she says, how do you get men to shove it stains out of light colored carpet? Mm-hmm. And Allison asks, a- asks how to get red wine out of a 1950s tablecloth. Yes. 1950s. All right, so uh, I promised you guys that there was one more vintage item that was coming in. I was going to talk about something else. First, let me talk about the wine stain in the carpet. Wine away. Wine away, wine away, wine away. Wine away is the thing you need. Wine away actually really, really works. Um, that's the stuff. Do you know that I was on the Rachel Ray show? Like, really? A few years ago. I do, I do now. <laughs> With Emeril huh. and Rachel Ray demoing how to get holiday stains. <laughs> <laughs> Out of, various, a great episode. out of various things, including Emeril himself, who Rachel, like, <laughs> I guess she didn't, they didn't tee him up that this was going to happen, uh-huh. that, that she was going to spill coffee on him, and then I was going to get the stains like, out. Out of his skin or his clothes? His, out of his wife, white chef's jacket. Uh-huh. Uh, Emeril didn't like that so much. <laughs> uh, and Emeril kind of blamed me for it. I'm like, I didn't, I, first of all, I didn't spill it. Too, I didn't, like, script the segment. Talk to Rachel. <laughs> um, Can't get mad at Rachel. Yeah, so um, but one of the products that I demoed um, on that show was Wine Away. And the great thing about Wine Away is, like, not only does it work on red wine, it also works on cranberry and pomegranate. So mm-hmm. th- those are things that um, especially come up during the holidays uh, and are very, very, very stainy. And Wine Away will work on all of them. Um, for car- does it work on non-red stuff? It does. I mean, it's pretty good on other things. It's just that, like, those... The, those three red stains and blueberry and like mm-hmm. the it's like the reds and the purples yeah. are really like the super bad stains um are just particularly tricky to get out um and wine away works on them so Good to know. um so what i would do for the carpet is i would the, it, wine away comes in the spray bottle um i would 
spray give the give the stain like a, a pretty decent spray you don't want to totally soak the carpet um but give it a pretty good spray let it sit for about a minute or two to to start penetrating and breaking down the stain and then go in with a damp rag not soaking wet because again you don't want to saturate the carpet so that it's soaking wet because then you're gonna end up with a whole other set of problems um but go in with a damp rag and just kind of really give it a good scrubbing uh, rinse the rag as needed. Keep going back over it. Apply more wine away. It may take a few passes, um, but it should come up. If it's a really, really, really big wine stain, you might want to also consider using um, one of those portable carpet cleaners that I'm talking about all the time, like the the Bissell Spot Clean Pro Plus or the Little Green Machine, or you could get the $69 handheld machine that I have that I love. Um, so if it's a very deep and... and um, vast wine stain you might want to use machinery but probably just the wine away and a damp cloth will be fine um for that vintage tablecloth Mm -hmm. there is uh, a product that i love it's called angleside restoration it's made by this tiny little company in like amish country pennsylvania the amish know how to clean they do know how to clean and they know textiles because they make those beautiful quilts but no buttons uh no buttons um so the Angleside Restoration is incredible because it will take out very old stains, even if you don't know what they are. Um, it costs about $10 for a small canister, but you can get a couple of uses out of it. That's what I would suggest using for the tablecloth. Um, if it's, if it's a, I, you know, I don't know if it's like a beloved family heirloom item or if it's just something that like you got at a vintage store and you really love. So if it's something that you don't care about quite as much and you don't want to spend the extra money on, um, I would try just soaking it in um, Tide Ultra Stain Release, which is the like kind of the, mm-hmm. the goat of the laundry detergents. Mm-hmm. Um, just give it a good long soak and then launder it and see if it comes out. But if you do, if it is like sort of a precious item, the Angleside Restoration is going to be the thing for you. Hmm. So Good for the Amish. Yeah, good for the Amish. Um, all righty. On that note, this was a, a big episode. We covered a lot. Yeah, and- I, I learned so much about cleaning. <laughs> I gave Ashley... So many new ways to kill herself. <laughs> God, I'm be in so much trouble. Um, well, it was really fun, and I do hope to have you come back. Same, and we'll, I'm still and, around. Uh, don't burn yourself down this this holiday season, Ashley, because I want you to come back. Um, I'll try. So yeah, that'll do it for this episode of Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. If you like what you heard today, please consider becoming a patron by going to patreoncom person and selecting one of the amazing rewards I'm offering to my listeners. I would also love it if you would subscribe on Acast, iTunes, or Spotify. Leave a rating and tell your pals about this weird little cleaning show that you love so much. And of course, thanks to my listeners for joining me for another episode of Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.